Oh yeah. Another episode I'm back, people. This is my new favorite song right now, and one of my favorite artists. This is the sounds of Thames Free Mind. Damn it, I miss DJing, bro. Let me tell you, man, something about a song with some soul in it. That's why I've been listening to a lot more Afrobeat recently, man. More emotion, more feeling. You can hear the sound come through the voice, the feeling, the soul. Sometimes you just get tired of BS, man. I ain't gonna lie, to you. I'm tired of all music, and I'm gonna mute it a little bit. I'm tired of music that just ain't rapping about nothing, devoid of some type of feeling. And I do listen to a plethora of music. I love drill music, but goddamn, it's something about this that just hits. We got a good show for you today. This is my joint, man. This is why these international artists are going bigger than ever. They rapping and they singing about something. There's feel, there's soul. It's the reason why Future sampled her on Wait For You. Okay, we're going to get started, man. Listen, man. Welcome to another episode. Off the record, we're here kicking it with another solo. I do got to ask y'all a question. What do y'all like more? The solos? Okay. Do y'all like when I have more guests? Or you don't care, you just want more episodes, period. Now, um, listen, uh, it's been kind of uneventful in the last week of hip-hop. Pretty much DJ Khaled's album dropped. Uh, I got to give a big salute to Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z, like, 62. He dropped, like, one of the best verses I've heard in a while. I was watching a, a short clip before I even started this podcast, and Guru was talking about it and said Jay did it in one take. I, and it dawned on me. Rap is really one of those... It's one of those type of um, things where technically you're not supposed to get worse with time. If anything, you should get better at the craft than... The art of rhyming and storytelling. You're supposed to get, uh, you're supposed to become a better musician over time, as opposed to like say basketball. After your knees give out, tendonitis start kicking in, arthritis start kicking in, scoliosis, all that type of shit, nigga, it's over. You gotta, you gotta go to the geriatric home. However, I think what definitely does happen to musicians is they run out of content, and I think you know over the years. You see rappers slow down, especially when they don't need to rap for the money. But I ain't going to lie. Jay came through and there's a God did record on uh, DJ Khaled's God did album. So it's a title track. And Jade probably delivered the verse of the year. I'm going to give it to him early. I think he got the lead. You know, we always see some of the the, the popular faces pop up with their um, rendition of what could be verse of the year. But I was very and pleasantly surprised that number one, Khaled told the truth because Khaled usually be lying. Gassing shit up. This is the best song ever. Turns out to be trash. Like, to keep it real, most of Khaled's anthems in the last, like, the last, like, two, three years have been garbage. And what I mean by garbage is that, like, we're used to Khaled dropping, you know, 
Um, I'm on one. We're 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 used to him dropping what other songs that he dropped, like just historic songs, right? You know, what I mean, we taking over. These were like just these records felt bigger than life. I ain't gonna lie, he did do it with like Wild Thoughts. He did a bunch of them. By the way, he has a great catalog of those records. Just recently, I be just listening to like feels like copy and paste music. You know, what I mean, even the song that he got with Drake, what's it called? Um. I don't even know spirit free whatever it's called like free something I don't know what listen it's just trash okay little baby and Drake no type of chemistry no synergy the music ain't about shit it's not even Cal is good with trying to inspire like getting you to riled up this shit just didn't do it you know what I mean so um I think Cal is missed with the anthems but I ain't gonna lie I think he delivered and he has delivered a couple good you know album cuts I think you well, it was a single, but I think the one with um Durkin, um Durkin and uh Baby was a good one every chance I get. But also I think this guy did record, which is a great album cut, is an amazing record. So salute to that nigga, man. Now, I gotta be honest, man. Outside of that dropping, hasn't been much going on. I mean, it's the same old, same old. You got Benny the Butcher beefing with Freddie Gibbs. And ironically, which it's interesting to know um, while Benny the Butcher was going at Freddie Gibbs, and I'm always call a spade a spade. Freddie Gibbs supposedly he he tagged me on a post and he said, "Yo, act so you're gonna clown me for having a father that's a cop, but you know the nigga I'm beefing with, which he's on my Freddie Gibbs, uh, well uh, Benny the Butcher. He says he got a, his dad a cop too. Now again, in reality, um." I don't really care if either y'all dads are cops. I just like just point out the hypocrisy. And Benny the Butcher would be a hypocrite if he's on record screaming out, fuck 12, this, that, and third. And also, if his dad was a cop the whole time while he was a child, I would imagine that he rejected any tutelage from his father trying to rebel and trying to be some fall, like, street nigga, okay? Now, I'm just speaking in the vacuum. I don't know the real facts behind it. And also, I don't really trust Freddie Gibbs that much. But... I always tell y'all, man, y'all know what y'all get with act. I'm going to give you the same opinion like 99% of the time about the person I like and the person I don't like. Unless it's like Drake. That's the 1%, right? Drake, some people might say Drake 6 9 but like say Drake, right? Otherwise, I'm going to just always call it fair. You know what I mean? The same type of ridicule I would give um, Freddie Gibbs, I'm going to give to um, Bane the Butcher. Both of them got their fathers or cops or whatever the case is. Keep it real. If that's the case... These motherfuckers should just, like, fight out on, like, Law & Order or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Y'all both got, one's, one has a brother's a DA, one has a father's a cop, the other one has a father's a cop. Like, come on, man. And that actually also brings me to another point. A lot of times when I see people do street music, and I'm going to get into the Atlanta stuff in a little bit. When I see people doing street music, I'm thinking they're coming from very depraved situations. They're coming from situations where they ain't had shit, broken homes, Dad already in jail or in prison. And the reason why I'm thinking that is because you're emulating something or you're following the path that usually say your parents ain't really that active in your life. When I'm seeing these dudes who claim they're vice lords and they're killers and their fathers are policemen, I'm actually confused. So that's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, before I even get to all of that, um, because I do want to talk about, I can't wait to talk about this stuff going on in Atlanta. Got to talk about the VMAs. I ain't watched that shit. These days, um, award shows are just so predictable, man. Kanye West basically told us how the magic trick was done. Ever since then, it spoiled my whole views. Spoiled every, like, 
anticipation I can have for any award show. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, right before he got committed to like a mental institution, like a couple years back, he did a few things. He exposed Jay-Z, Beyonce, and award shows. And he exposed, I think, the VMAs. He said the VMAs promised Beyonce an award if she would show up. And I think for many fans, we thought that award shows were merit-based. And I really started to figure out it wasn't because we knew who should be winning at times. It was mad obvious. And then we would see who would win. It was always the person who was performing that night or the person who it just made more sense in terms of selling ads and other business ventures to make win, even if said person was trash. So I kind of figured it out, but when Kanye West pretty much just said it, it was like finding out how a magic trick was done. The luster is lost. You can't even look at it the same no more. So this year was no different when it came to the VMAs. I did not watch. Sometimes I'll tune in just for the performances. And there and there were a couple of performances that were shocking. Get to it, but... I think the big thing of the night was that they awarded Nicki Minaj like some Lifetime Achievement Award, which, by the way, um, even though I've criticized Nicki in the past, Nicki is an absolute legend. She deserves any Lifetime Achievement Award possible just because she's been doing the damn thing more than anyone else. Actually, one of my critiques of Nicki, I'd be saying, damn, why Nicki keep going? Why she keep trying to, like, compete over number ones when, like, yo, you've been... You've been in the game for so long. Like, the, if the numbers are still driving you and you're, like, 14th, 15th year, like, damn, you need a hobby. You need a family, which, you know, obviously she does have family now, right? But a lot of people talk about that Bad Bunny um, performance. So Bad Bunny performed, and I've said before, Bad Bunny is the most popular person in the world when it comes to doing music. Overall, I'm talking globally. I'm not talking the U.S. I got to also juxtapose it to the stats you usually see from me. Anytime you see me tweet out first week stats, we're not tweeting out global stats. I'm only tweeting out U.S. stats. So for someone like Bad Bunny, who does not reside in the United States, to be on the Billboard charts, being number one consistently for damn near, I think he's been on the charts for 16, 17 weeks, and he's never been below number two. And he's been number one the majority of the time. So like at least... Nine out of those 17 weeks, he's been number one. I've said before he's a big artist in Drake, bigger than The Weeknd, because number one, if he could compete with them and he's beaten them domestically, they got no chance against him globally, okay? He obviously could operate in Spanish and English. He's multilingual. Um, and when you look at, uh, I always use soccer as like a, a good like analogy. Soccer has a huge fan base because Spanish is just a language that is very prevalent and really more popular than a lot of uh, uh, English or English-speaking countries. Like, you know, what we consume is consumed 10 times more by Spanish-speaking countries. So when you have someone who could go in between, that's why it's a win, and it happens so forth and so on. So anyway, Bad Bunny's just a bigger artist, right? I just think he's the biggest artist in the world at this moment. Now, Performed at the VMAs, and um, I think I can find a picture of this. When he performed at the VMAs, um, a lot of people were very 
Um, I don't even know if I could play the clip here. Oh, I got the picture right here. So when he performed at the VMAs, he kissed some dude. Okay. Um, listen, I'll do a little trigger warning here. In case you you just don't want to see any type of kissing. Period. Let me see. I put it up on screen right here. Bang. And if y'all see it. Make sure I move over a little bit more. That's Bad Bunny over there kissing one of his male dancers. Now, to be very fair, he kissed one of his female dancers right before. And by the way, is that nigga wearing a hat that he's kissing or is that monkeypox? What the fuck? Is that monkeypox? I'm talking about the dude he's kissing. Now, if you don't know Bad Bunny's on the left with the glasses, this other dude that's like palming his beard. You feel me? Look like he got monkeypox in his head. He's one of the dancers, okay? Now, obviously, um, a lot of people are talking about this. A lot of people are talking about this. This is getting a lot of people either triggered, either, you know, um, making up theories, or people even just questioning what Bad Bunny's sexuality is. Now, the first thing that came to mind was that, is Bad Bunny gay? And I think the answer for that is that Bad Bunny, um, actually, I think I found an article. He talked about this. So, um, oh, it's the same article. Yeah, if you scroll down on the same article, he was asked before. He was asked before, and he gave, like, the, the most, like, ambiguous answer ever. So, let me see. What was, what was this answer? And by the way, like, you know, Bad Bunny's been seen wearing drag before he's worn, like, you know, um, like, when I mean drag, like, he's, he's, he's rocked like a dress, but we've seen, like, Young Thug rock a dress. And I don't think people are questioning Young Thug's sexuality, right? Now, uh, uh, actually, it wasn't Bad Bunny. It was some guy named Harry Styles, who's another huge artist, right? So, so we're seeing a trend here, right? So these guys who are just big international artists, so Harry Styles and Bad Bunny, huge international stars, but their sexuality is very ambiguous. And I'm really leading this question um, into a topic of trying to figure out if you're trying to get to this particular level. Is sexual ambiguity or possibly flirting with the LGBTQIA community needed to overcome that hurdle to be accepted into other realms that your music, your art, and whatever else you got going on could be pushed. Because here's the thing. And the reason why I'm not going to throw Lil Nas X into this conversation is that Lil Nas X just came out. He ain't say he bi. He ain't say, oh, no, I'm gay sometime. He just said he's gay. He's just gay, period. So when I see Lil Nas X kiss somebody on stage, we've seen women kiss many men, Madonna, other people. We've seen people kiss before. So if... um. Lil Nas X kisses somebody and he kisses a dude. I, I'm not even mad. Why would you even be mad? You know he's gay. He's doing something that gay people would do. What's the problem? Now, I put that to the side. Then I look at these other guys who are kind of like, you know, it, it, they keep using this word fluid, right? So we don't really know what it is. Like, I, I'll, I'll read this quote about what Styles said, right? Make sure I think it was Styles, right? So I said, but the wildest recurring theme, because what's been happening is that they're accusing these dudes of what they call queer baiting, right? Which means 
you act like you're into the same sex to draw in the LGBTQ community that you could get more fans, right? So they're saying they they they, they accuse Bad Bunny and Styles of queer baiting, and they say certain people are literally saying that queer people shouldn't accuse Styles, but excuse Bunny as if these two artists have the same exact history with LGBTQ community and have taken action. Blah blah blah. Anyway. I guess they're trying to point out a difference. They said recently Styles faced queer baiting accusations for telling Rolling Stones. So this is what Harry Styles said. Sometimes people say you've only publicly been with women. And I don't think I publicly been with anyone. If sometimes if someone takes a picture of you with someone, don't mean you're choosing to to have a public relationship or something. OK, now. Basically, he's just kind of leaving open the window for him to say, I am sexually ambiguous, while some people think he's just trying to take advantage because they really think he's straight. They're saying, no, we've only seen you with women. Why you act like you're into dudes, right? Now, let me see. Where could I get? I'm trying to see if I could get. Bad Bunny did make a comment one time on it, I believe. Let me see. Where did he make a comment? Give me a second. Okay. Now, Bad Bunny said, Bad Bunny's last major statement about his sexuality came up during an interview with the Los Angeles Times. The reggaeton star noted that sexuality does not define him, adding, at the end of the day, I don't know if in 20 years I will like a man. Whoa. Now, this is um, Bad Bunny saying this. He says, at the end of the day, I don't know if in 20 years I will like a man. One never knows in life, but at the moment, I am heterosexual, and I like women. Now, this is kind of like where I think people are a little confused, because he says maybe in the future, I might like dudes, but right now, I only like women. However, when you watch his performance, he's going to tease the fact that he might like dudes by making out with, um, um, by making out with a dude. And I, I think this is where, you know, in the black community, we gave Young Thug a lot of flack for kind of doing the same thing, except we frowned upon it so much. We kind of like we gave him a lot of flack, but these guys are doing the same thing, right? These guys aren't committed to saying that they're either one or the other or bisexual or whatever label it is. They're saying, hey, who knows? I might be gay later on. And I almost stopped to pause to say this, right? Is there a correlation between revealing you being sexually ambiguous and your career ultimately skyrocketing to the moon? I'm going to throw out some examples. I'm not going to say that either of these or all of these. Um, is their sexuality that's responsible for how their career went? But tell me, and I wish this was more interactive, is this coincidental? Frank Ocean, by the way, definitely very talented. But when he came out of the closet, right? And then, you know, was it Chanel Orange or was it Channel Orange, whatever it was? Um, by that time, and going into like, you know, him trying to do this thing we got with that, the, the, his label with uh, Blonde and whatever the other one was, basically, his career has skyrocketed to a point where like he's still wanted, even though people people don't even see 
People haven't even got that much music from him. Now, granted, I'm not sitting here to say that it's because of his sexuality, right? Like, one could probably make, and I could probably make the same argument, that's only his music. I'm only asking for correlations, okay? Tyler, the creator's, um, you know, rise to, to I want to say just being a pop, eclectic, alternative sensation has also been interested because I remember at a time he was just considered the crude and lewd rapper who was just childish. And the moment he did the um, the Garden Boy, I'm probably butchering this album. Let me make sure I get this right. Um, Garden Boy, is it? No, Flower Boy. Flower Boy. Flower Boy, Tyler, the creator. Yeah, and I think he had a song on the album, Garden Shed. Yep, he had a song called Garden Shed. That he was talking about his sexuality and pretty much he kind of came out as bi or maybe gay. Ever since then, it allowed him to kind of go into this realm of being super eclectic, being super, but I'm not saying he wasn't before. This is what I want everybody to take my words and listen to it as I'm saying it. I'm only talking about and posing a question is there a correlation? Because I remember. When it felt like, I don't know if people were, would be that accepting of that, at least on a mainstream level. Of course, he had his own audience. We all know them uh, uh, um, Them Tyler fans was going crazy, right? Um, however, once that happened, I felt like the world was, was ready to accept him a little bit more. Obviously, we got some great albums afterwards, Igor, and obviously some people love Earthquake as well. Not taking away from his talent. But I'm wondering, was allowing people to see him as sexually ambiguous, did that take the edge off? I'm posing a question. Next. Um, who else? Who else? I think those are the two. No, I feel like there was another person I was going to bring up. Obviously, you know, I, I was going to ask about the Bad Bunny. Yo, just look at these things. Bad Bunny broken a record, broken his own all-time record for the biggest streaming year of any artist in Spotify history, with ten point uh, a streaming uh, oh ten point three billion. He's broken his record already halfway during the year. It just shows this guy's going crazy. Think about this. Meanwhile, Be Bad Bunny's last tour or his latest tour, El Ultimo. Tour del Mundo. By the way, still going on, I believe. So 575,000 tickets engrossed as much as $116.8 million. Okay? So I kind of ask all these questions to try to figure out what y'all think. Right? Is there a place for artists, whether it's natural whether they're being sincere or whether they're just trying to gain more fans to just throw it in the atmosphere and say, yo, sexually, I don't know. I might be on both sides of the fence. Also, speaking of which, and I want to be very fair, female artists have done that for a long time. I remember when Nicki Minaj was, was, was basically being... Um, um, Nicki Minaj was being promoted as a bisexual artist. We ain't never really see Nicki in a relationship with a woman. It worked for a while because that, that was at a time where, you know, um, like bars were like, yo, 
um what's that Drake bar where he's like, yo, uh um, I like girls like something lesbian. It's like it was basically like hip hop had an infatuation with women who just liked other women. You get what I mean? This is way before the girls want girls era. Like now it's like completely accepted, right? It's not taboo, doesn't really move the needle as much. Still does a little bit, but not as much. Back then, the very thought of like a woman who might want to be with a woman at one moment and a man in another moment was pretty whatever. So Nicki Minaj in promoting a lot of sexually explicit stuff. And this is before all the city girl stuff, right? She was kind of doing the sexual ambiguous stuff as well. Granted, Nicki Minaj is married to a dude, settled down with a kid. Someone else I just seen kind of like, and it was interesting to me. Now, Young Miami did did this thing. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. She did it on Revolt. Young Miami, Revolt TV. Young Miami has a show called um, Carisha Please. And I'm watching the thing because she had an episode with Meg Thee Stallion. And very, very instantly, it's super flirty. And they start off quickly by saying, would you fuck me? And I'm like, these women are talking to each other like they're a lesbian. Now, I never knew Meg Thee Stallion was either a lesbian or bisexual. I'm not saying that she ever has to disclose. I'm only throwing all this conversation into people with either sexual ambiguity or acting like they are into the same sex. Are they just doing it for profit? Now, I want, I want to play some of this conversation here. Here we go. JT. Why? Here we go. Rico Nasty. Okay. I really like her a lot. I feel like she got her own style, and I, I feel like she... I feel like she don't really get enough oh. credit, like, because she really is fire, and I feel like because she is so alternative, like, people be missing the point. And I'm like, come on, friend. Come, come say what you got to say over here. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait, and I'm, like, very excited. When I saw that, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Who is the girl? Who is the girl? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, we need more of that. Yeah. Like, what can we expect? Why are you talking to me in your sexy voice? <laughs> See? Because I want to go to dinner after we leave. We can. <laughs> what you want to go eat? I like sushi. You like sushi? Okay, I like we can do chopsticks. that. <laughs> I like to show my classy side. Oh, period. That's what I like. Okay, so what you want to know? So, like, are you being vulnerable in your album? Can we expect, like, a vulnerable side? Like, yeah, I feel like it's a softer side, you know, a side that everybody don't usually get to see. And I feel That interaction was interesting, but it gets more direct. Like, we, as female, yeah. I know. Is it right? It is. Okay. Here we go. Turn the song, and it's like, damn, we're going through the same shit. Yeah, I can relate with that. Yeah, so I feel like that's important. You trying to draw me in. I am. I know. Is it right? It is. Okay. I was gonna take you after this anyway. Okay. Let's see this side. I'm I'm so okay, you like you like girls? <laughs> I mean, I like what I like. <laughs> I like you. You do? I do. You'll fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> what you saying like that? Because would you fuck me? Yeah, I would. So who on top? Me. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. definitely giving top, you know that. 
<laughs> okay, I'll be a bottle for you. <laughs> no, because I feel like we both Aquarius. Right. And I feel like we very aggressive. Very. All right. All right. Okay. Now, really, I just played that to say, by the way, I, th th these are women who are also musicians. I'm not saying they're doing anything inherently bad. Um, I only ask a question from a consumer point of view, right? Because sometimes we don't realize certain tactics that are kind of being packaged um, alongside the music or in the performances or in the lyrics, right? Whether it's like women talking about certain type of behavior that that is quote unquote cool to exhibit. But in reality, that's not how they're living. They're all married. You know what I mean? I've said about the whole city girl wave. City girl, hot girl wave. Most of them are in relationships telling you to hoe out. Doesn't seem congruent, right? However, to make money is probably, you know, if, if you're going to just be devoid of any type of um, uh, responsibility for what you're putting out or how true it is to your life, or maybe even the side effects of it, you can say whatever. Nothing matters, right? And by the way, I hold the same accountability for rappers too. You get what I mean? Like a lot of these rappers will say all their all this stuff in their lyrics that causes impressionable youths to go either do violence or scam or do whatever else. And essentially, when they see the crime rate going up in these cities, they're like, ah, it ain't got to do with me. Lack of accountability. Anyway, um, Harmless, still a harmless uh, back and forth with JT and Meg. And this is until you find out the history of JT, at least when it comes to her opinions on homosexuality. Now, clearly, if she's on a show saying, you want to fuck me, and she's talking to a woman, she clearly is into homosexuality, right? Now, for me, it's not the problem with that. But let's not be hypocrite if that's not really how you think. And that's what I was talking about, packaging it. You're just packaging that because that's a fetish or a known fetish of a lot of what your audience might be. Um, this quickly went trending and viral when people saw that interaction because back in the day, right, this is what Young Miami said about homosexuals. She said, when so, and by the way, this was, um, let me see. Oh, she said, boy, oh boy, if I ever see any type of gay-ish in my son, I'm going to beat that boy so bad. She did try to clarify and, and, and clear it up a little bit on, on Instagram. I believe this was years later. She said, I ain't this gays. Me personally, I just wouldn't want my son to be gay. What's so disappointing in that? And this brings me to a whole nother, you know, um, rabbit hole because... And it's not only with men or only with women. Men do this too. Homosexuality seems to be very accepted if it's women. And if it's dudes, it's frowned upon. Not saying that I keep whatever I think out of this. However, if, 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 if this is how you feel about gay-ish, I wouldn't imagine that you would be up on TV talking about to another woman saying that you want to fuck them. You get what I mean? Now, I'm not going to label her homophobic, right? However, I would lab label her hypocritical, okay? Now, there's a whole bunch of these tweets. I probably won't even get through all of them because this is not an expose and I'm not definitely not trying to do no Hannibal Burris type of shit to, to, to get her in hot water. I think people already seen most of these things already. The point is this, man. 
Most of these artists, you can't really tell what's genuinely them anymore. I think most people leave it open or leave the door open in, in the sense of leaving their sexuality in question to gain more fans. Like, again, they'll act like they're allies or, you know, you, you'll see on some of these artists' pages, especially in the non-hip-hop community, they'll just have a, a fucking rainbow flag just sitting there. And you'd be like, hey, okay, cool, you're down with them, right? And it'd be like, yo, wait, are you... Gay or straight, it'd be like, uh, I only fuck chicks, but maybe I'll be gay later on. Who knows? Interesting. Because I really just think everybody's trying to profit off of this. This is, again, what I said Young Thug failed to do. Hip-hop was too ignorant to allow him to do that. Young Thug was rocking a dress before Bad Bunny. Young Thug was doing a lot of these things. Young Thug was calling, Young Thug was using gender neutral pronouns or using these other pronouns to call his homies. Yo, babe, boo, lover. When Young Thug did that, we killed him. To keep it real, people got so mad at Young Thug, he probably went to pick up a stick and may have got a Rico. Hip-hop super intolerant of males, or at least gangster rap males, because obviously, you know, uh, we, we, we do consider uh, um, Tyler the Creator hip-hop, clearly. But it's interesting. And the question I just ask is, how much of this is real and how much of this is to sell records? If that happens to be Bad Bunny's just real life and say he's not just on a performative level just kissing a dude just because he knows the the algorithms are going to go berserk after that. If he does that in his regular life, salute to him. Also, if he's doing it just to send a message like, yo, or quote unquote normalize it, uh, he could do what he want. Even though some would say, and this is a whole nother rabbit hole here too. Even when, and by the way, it's not only with just males, because I think people had an outrage when they saw Cardi B and Meg on stage during the WAP thing or whatever the case is. People were questioning if there's an agenda to push forth the preference of same-sex relationships or same-sex intercourse onto impressionable fans. Now, obviously, that's been countered a lot by some people who say, well, it shouldn't be that, right? And people are saying, well, y'all didn't have a problem when Nelly was sliding credit cards down these thotties ass crack back in the day. You didn't think that was doing too much. Or you don't think it was bad when 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 um when uh Justin Timberlake was doing the halftime show with Janet Jackson, most of y'all was like, oh, when the titty came out, he should have sucked it. So y'all ain't mad at that because it's a guy and a woman. But y'all seem to be mad if it's two women or two men. 
That's another conversation. I just want to know how much of this shit is real, how much of this shit is just to sell records, and then I reflect on people like The Weeknd and Drake because I got to imagine it has been something that they have had to probably think about. I think Drake would be a bigger artist if he acted like, who knows? If he acted like he want to get fucked by, I don't know, Drewski or something like that. Like, nigga, I don't know. Like, maybe he would be a bigger artist. I think The Weeknd definitely would be. So, anyway. It's one of those things. Uh, listen, I do want to talk about this. A um, This new indictment that came down by um, the district attorney out of Atlanta, Fonnie Willis. She indicted 26 members out of um, 26 people out of a new gang. And I, and I got to get the gang name right. This is hilarious. Okay. The name of the gang is the drug rich gang. And this is like so self-incriminating and I almost feel like self-snitching. It is comical. In what type of gang naming convention do you put drug in the name of the gang? Anyway, um, these people were, were supposedly uh, taking advantage of social media, media, which, by the way, I think this is very popular in many places, including L.A., They'll, they see everybody flexing, everybody's showing off, oh, I just copped the new Wraith, yo, this enter, yo, look at the Richard Millie on the wrist, yo, shit, yo, yo, I, yo, I really got a million in the duffel bag cash, and they know where all these people live, so, okay, cool, you just showed it on the gram, we know where you're gonna put it, it's kind of like one of those pop smoke situations when you think about L.A., all right, nigga, we know you got mad money on you, and you got mad designer stuff, and you got a bag, cool, we know where you're at with it. It's no surprise on how to get it. We'll come to get it when you're sleeping or some shit, right? So it's been very big in Atlanta, and it's all and these type of things always happening, either breaking and enterings or burglaries happen when the rich keep flooding neighborhoods and try to displace the poor. And the poor usually are gonna say, Well, if we can't get a fair chance to get it from everybody else. We got to take it from them. That's just how it goes. So anyway, um, the DA who admitted, which was kind of ironic, she admitted to watching. She said she was outraged when um, one of the stars of her favorite show, like Real Housewives of Atlanta, I was like, what the hell? If the DA is watching that, huh? <laughs> listen, man, y'all rappers down there are doomed. She said one of the people on there, Got robbed. And she was just like, well, even though it's not smart to show off like the stuff you have in your crib or your riches online that people could think like, oh, let me go get it. You should be able to do it without people just running your house. And if that's happening, she has to like step in and start giving out recalls. Now, that's not even what I really want to talk about, because she touched on um, a very important thing that we've been talking about recently. She talked she touched on lyrics. Now, most of these guys that was in this gang attempted to rap. I don't know any famous rappers who was in this gang. And by the way, when she had announced that there was going to be two indictments in the next 60 days, a lot of people thought it was going to be like a few notable rappers. But this is the first one. And these guys, like there was no notable rapper in it. Now, here's the thing. 
in the in the um indictment, she uses lyrics with these guys. So these guys are amateur rappers. She uses their lyrics, and she basically was asked why she keeps using lyrics, right? And she gave a rather interesting response, one that I am not, not only am I not mad at, but it's kind of getting me on her side in understanding why the fuck she keep using lyrics. Listen to what she said. I'm going to put it on the screen real quick. Because they, they accuse her of targeting people. And by the way, I apologize for y'all left ear. Let's see if I can get this a little bit bigger. Here we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. One, but however, you do not get to uh, commit crimes in my county, and then decide to brag on it, which you do that for a form of intimidation and to further the gang, and not be held responsible. One of the lyrics in, used in this indictment, just one of the lyrics, is "Me and my crew striking out, striking in all black. Send me the drop. We'll kick in the house. If we steal a car, we're gonna take off the tag." Well, they kicking indoors, committing home invasions, uh, and now I'm using those lyrics that they're admitting to doing that. I'm gonna continue to do that. People can continue to be angry about it. Um, I have some legal advice. Don't confess to crimes on rap lyrics if you do not want them used, or at least get out of my county. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Listen, I started out like when I first started hearing about this woman, I wanted to be against her so bad. But you're seeing me come back around and I got to just keep it 100 with y'all, man. OK, listen, this woman is giving y'all the blueprint on how you could still self-incriminate yourself and not get charged with it. She's she's not going to be the person that overlooks it. She's basically saying. Hey, if you and your gang want to do crimes and you're going to rap about it, the same crimes, I'm going to charge you for the crime when I have proof you did the crime. But if I also have what could be seen as a lightweight confession or you promoting the crime or you giving a tutorial on someone else could do the crime or you're trying to use the crime to intimidate people because you're bragging about it. I'm going to throw that in the indictment as well. Now, is the lyrics going to get you more years? Um, prob Well, you never know. It might it, it, That might play out in sentencing, but it'll never get somebody convicted unless you literally just completely was an idiot and you you just admitted to the crime and told people, like, yo, find a body under the bridge. You know what I mean? Yo, he 394 East Iverson Road, that's where he lived. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you say some dumb shit like that and you're giving away all the, the, the clues that the detective need to put you in jail. Of course, they're going to use that lyrics to get you convicted. But for all these lyrics that we're seeing, they're just tying these gang, these dudes to a gang and just saying there's a modus of, of operandi or MO and also this, them using certain slangs, them using certain type of phrases, it means this, or that's how they band together, that means they're in a gang. So essentially, I'm with her. If you're doing crime, and you so loud about it, and you think you could rap about it, and do the crime, nigga, you should be able to stand accountable for all these lyrics and all these crimes. What she's saying is that y'all got to stop incriminating yourselves on record. You know, I knew when rappers were incriminating themselves on record because 
the fans would say to me when I started reading the lyrics on Genius, I, the fans would say, yo, Ack, yo, you snitching right now. I'm like, nigga, it's in the song. Do you think that because the 808 is, is beaten? Do you think that because, like, everybody's having a good time, niggas is dancing, that the cops don't think about what's being said? I'm going to keep it real with you. And this might sound crazy to say, if you named your record label after a gang, bro, like, come on, dog. Like, if my if I'm in a gang, I don't know. If I'm in a gang called Rottweiler for life, nigga, I wouldn't try to flip that around and try to use Rottweiler for life as a record label unless clearly I was down to possibly be somewhat accountable for what that gang does because you're trying to profit off a criminal organization. It's kind of like when, yo, it's kind of like when um, um, Shadi and them went to court and they were like, yo, Treyway not a gang. Treyway's the record label. Nigga, it could be both. Only rappers try to use that, that stupid ass excuse. Yo, now nah, that's not a gang. We're doing business. People don't realize that the biggest gangs are criminal enterprises, legitimate businesses, charities. They have all type of different ver versions or portions of them. And that's why you get the bigger charge because now you, you're liable to catch a money laundering charge, right? Because who knows? Maybe you're selling drugs over here, but you're cleaning it through here. You're selling drugs in the street, but you clean it through the uh, record label. Okay, so that's money laundering charge. All right, bet. So what else? Um, well, a RICO. You're going to get hit with a RICO because, oh, okay. So now it's now it becomes a lot more organized when they could figure out a hierarchy. Okay, cool. You're the leader in the streets, and now you're the CEO of the gang. Come, or you're, No, you're the CEO of the label that operates just like the gang. Come on, like, you know, some of these things... I think artists got to start realizing that the police are sick of them. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, every artist in Atlanta, we've seen these DAs are getting tight. They're, they're, they're upset. Y'all have turned Atlanta into completely a place where niggas is just shooting each other, robbing each other. They don't like it. And not to use other people's talking points, but someone also said something that was interesting I had to think about. What nobody uh, um, seems to remember or even as into the conversation as we feel so bad for these musicians that we obviously love is that they're actually victims. You know what I mean? Like, bro, y'all told him about the lyrics. Did, did, did y'all hear about the guy who got shot at the barbershop like, like 50 times in the drive-by? How would you think his parents are feeling? What about the house that got shot up with the mom got shot in the house? What about the 16-year-old the, the kid that got shot? What about the cop that got shot? What about the victims? Now, rappers and a lot of people who are ignorant will like us to believe that you're either the feds, you're a sellout, you're a bitch. If you're pointing point out a simple thing, nobody hates on people trying to make music and make it out the hood. I think we're all just saying if you're trying to make it out of the hood by literally doing crime and bragging about the actual crime, 
Nigga, you're just a criminal. Rappers need to be challenged. Y'all better start rapping about more fictional shit. Granted, I know what y'all gonna say. Well, people love to hear hear the, the real screech stuff. Listen, you better you better talk about the real screech stuff that you, that can be linked back to you. That should be obvious. That should be obvious. So again, I'm kind of slowly going on the side of um, Fonnie Willis, and um, we're seeing it spread to other places. Uh, we've seen the Philadelphia district attorney said, yo, yeah, we finna do the same thing. They named about 15 gangs. They said, get out of the city or else we're finna lock y'all up. To keep it real, I have to be honest. The mere fact that these DAs are giving public service announcements where they're warning people, Fonnie Willis actually said, I'm giving legal advice. Like, technically, technically, the DA or the judge can't really give you legal advice. She's, well, obviously, she's not in court, but she's going against, like, what her even intended goal is. I'm giving you legal advice. Just either leave Atlanta or stop snitching on yourself. Basically, her saying that makes her job harder, even though it makes the community better, right? If you leave Atlanta, it makes the community better. But if she says stop snitching on yourself, it makes her job harder. She got to do more stuff. But that's how much you know she's, she, her case is, isn't dependent just on lyrics. We got to start doing better, okay? And I think all these rappers that are benefiting from this wave of People enjoying street music because I surely do love some street music now. Don't get it fucked up. I think we have to start holding these artists accountable for incriminating themselves, for still being like these dudes actually think they in the mob now, still being connected to street stuff and carrying the streets into music. I've always said you can't be a famous criminal. Why the hell these rappers actually believe they're going to pull this off, get away with it and not get charges? Come on, man. Y'all could do better. Anyway, uh, listen, man, thank you for watching this episode of Off the Record Podcast. I got another one coming probably tomorrow. Actually, there's a, uh, mm, oh, we got a good one coming tomorrow. And also, I got a nice guest, uh, one of the hottest producers in the game that I'll be sitting down with in a few days, if not tomorrow. Uh, make sure, you guys, if you're watching this on Spotify, Give us a five out of five rating. Make sure you also hit the notification bell. You got to. If you guys don't do that, you'll miss a few episodes. Spotify has been telling me that you could be subscribed but not get every episode because you're not uh, hitting the notification bell. So you got to do that on Spotify. You make sure you don't miss any episode off the podcast. And thank you all for watching, man. It's DJ Academics, Off the Record Podcast. I'm out of here.